0: Good morning to each of you. It's so good to to see you. It's good to be with you. It's particularly good to be with you in this context of uh, worshiping God, of offering our praises to the holy name of God Almighty. I know that you join me in uh, saying and in thinking, my goodness, where has the summer gone? It has just absolutely uh, flown by. Kids are back in school. Uh, People are getting back into the swing of things. Uh, Summer brings a different rhythm to it, and now with uh, school and other things, we we get back into the swing of things. We look back uh, upon the summer, and we know that we have uh, spent time rightly in worship as we have studied the great Old Testament book of of Nehemiah. We have learned about leadership. We have uh, gone 10 weeks of uh, study of, uh, of Nehemiah. Hopefully it has piqued your interest, has challenged you, has inspired you to continue to study, to dig in, uh, to see God's movement through this great servant of the Lord, uh, to uh, notice those great characteristics of relationship. You've noticed today that we have sung all um, praise songs. Praise uh, to, the, to the Lord Almighty. We have uh, offered uh, our... Uh, our praise through song in that we have uh, sought to model the sort of praise and celebration that uh, went on as the, the wall around Jerusalem was dedicated. And so today we, uh, we consider the importance, the fundamental importance of what it means to be wholly dedicated to the Lord. We uh, read in our book of worship, a prayer that is prayed at the dedication of church buildings. And that prayer goes something like this. Eternal God, let this building which we dedicate to your name be a house of salvation and grace where Christians gathered together may worship you in spirit and in truth, may learn of you, and may grow strong together in love. That prayer or something like it, I'm sure was prayed when the original building of this church was dedicated back in 1981. I am also just as sure that it was prayed when we dedicated the the new education space that's up and down our main hallway and uh, the gym that we uh, find ourselves worshiping in today. All that took place back in 1993. I'm also confident that that prayer, or something like it, was prayed when the sanctuary was dedicated some 17 years ago. A prayer like that was also prayed at the dedication of the wall around Jerusalem, which had been rebuilt under the leadership of Nehemiah. Any dedication like the ones just mentioned, whether it be here or whether it regard the the wall in Jerusalem, have essentially three components. One, at that dedication, there's a recognition of all those who contributed, whether it be for their resource or their their, uh, sweat equity, if you will. There's also a celebration of God's profound leadership. And then finally, there is a dedication of both the structure and the the purpose for which it was built. We seek to dedicate this to God for this express purpose. All three of these components were at play upon the dedication of the wall around Jerusalem. And as we will see and as we will read, that dedication was a big deal. So let's read about it. We find that account uh, in Nehemiah 12, verses 27 through 30. Let's hear this from God's Word. At the dedication of the wall of Jerusalem, the Levites were sought out from where they lived and were brought to Jerusalem to celebrate joyfully the dedication with songs of thanksgiving and with music of cymbals, harps, and lyres. The musicians also were brought together from the region around Jerusalem, from the, the villages of the Netophathites, from Beth Gilgal, and from the, the area of uh, Giba and er, er, As, Asmaveth. For the musicians had built villages for themselves around Jerusalem. When the priests and Levites had purified themselves ceremonially, they purified the people, the gates, and the walls. This is God's word, and may it be a deep and abiding blessing to each and every one of us, not only as we hear this word read, but as we seek now to take our lives and apply them to this word. May God be with us all. As we said just a second ago, the dedication of the newly rebuilt wall around Jerusalem was a big deal. It was an occasion for great celebration. It was also a chance for the the people to get themselves right for God. It was not enough just to celebrate, but it was uh, more so an occasion to get right with God, you remember that last week we read from Nehemiah chapters six and seven. Those passages record the wall being completed. There is a lot that goes on between Nehemiah six and seven and what we read today from Nehemiah twelve. The the chapters uh, span approximately two months. To his credit. Nehemiah chose not to stage a dedication of the wall without the people taking some time to get right with God. So during that time, leading up to the dedication of the wall, the people, under Nehemiah's leadership, reacquainted themselves with the, the law of Moses. They observed the, the Feast of Tabernacles, commemorating God looking out for them while they wandered in the wilderness. The people also spent time confessing their waywardness, both past and present. That confession was very important. They took time to remember the good things that God has done. Wasn't it great that that Ashley and Kyle talked about, or not so much talked about, but but sung about the, the goodness of God and how that goodness of God is always chasing after us. Well, that's what the people did. They they took time to remember the good things that God had done. And finally, those people struck a covenant with God that, among other things, stated that they would no longer neglect the house of God. Knowing that the people did all of these things with an interest of, of getting their hearts right with God, Nehemiah now was ready to, to to move forward forward with the dedication of the wall around Jerusalem. It is always good to be spiritually prepared before moving forward with the things that we sense God calling us to do. Hear about the importance of being spiritually prepared. Well, that time of preparation eventually led to a time of purification. Not only uh, did the priests purify themselves, but the people were purified as well. The call was not just for clean hands, but for a clean heart. What took place was not just some ceremony, but a chance for everybody to start anew. They were given the opportunity to, de- to dedicate themselves to God. Not just the wall, but to dedicate themselves to God. It used to be that rededication was a, was a thing. It was um, a conscious decision to reconnect, an earnest desire to give one's life to Christ yet again. Invitations were were not only offered to accept Jesus for the first time, but to also offer an invitation for those who had, at a previous time, accepted Jesus, but then had some form or fashion straight away. Those people were given an opportunity to rededicate their lives. If you think about it, to rededicate your life to Jesus— is a daily thing. We effectively say to ourselves and to God, it is my desire to be wholly dedicated to Christ each and every day. We know it all too well. Life can simply be overwhelming. There is so much that bombards our lives. It is all too easy to be drawn away. Resolving to stand with the Lord each and every day is a good practice. And think of it, you don't even need a commitment card to do that, to be wholly dedicated to God. When, uh, What does that mean then to be wholly dedicated to God? I found that being Holy, dedicated to the Lord is both a need to and a want to thing. We not only want to, we, we need to. Regarding needing the Lord, His strength sustains us. His love supports us. His help encourages us. His guidance leads us. I don't know about you, but I need the Lord. I need those things at play in my life, God's God's strength, His his love, His help, His his guidance, all of these things and so many, many more. I I need the Lord and all that He has to offer life. That deep need actually bleeds into me wanting the Lord, having that deep passion for the Lord. It is my heart's desire to be well-connected to Him. You know that great psalm from Psalm 42, verses 1 and 2. It it sums it up well when it it comes to that heart's desire of being well-connected to the Lord. As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go and meet with God? Seeking after the Lord, panting after Him, desiring Him above all things, desiring to be well-connected. These are the the sort of deep, passionate needs that spring from from a life that is desirous to, to know and to experience the good things of God. What does it mean to be dedicated to the Lord? It means giving your whole self to his way and will for your life. It means opening yourself to his love and letting that love shine through you so others might see. It, it means accepting, accepting the forgiveness that is yours in Jesus and living in the same. It means pleasing God in in all you say and in and in all you do. It means looking out for the needs of of others, even at the expense of your own. What does it mean to be dedicated to the Lord? It means, as put so well in the Westminster Short Catechism, to glorify God and enjoy Him forever. This is our greatest aim. All of this leads us to the dedication of the wall around Jerusalem, all under the, the, the leadership of Nehemiah. As you might anticipate, it was a, it was a joyous occasion. The, the people pulled out all the stops, and so they should have. And Nehemiah was, was at the, the, the head of that line of, of pulling out all the stops, of making this dedication a really big deal. They they took to heart what Nehemiah had said earlier in Nehemiah 8.10. Again, during this time of preparation between the completion of the wall and the dedication of the wall. He said, The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Nehemiah shared that upon hearing Ezra the priest Read the law before the people. Upon hearing the law, the people recognized the, the error of their ways, and they, they began to, to weep. And, and, and Nehemiah countered that by, by saying that, that the joy of the Lord is your strength. As you are being cleansed, making your confession before God, and He is working a, a deep work in you, bringing forgiveness, know that there is joy that comes and that very joy will be your strength. Nehemiah was, was quick to help them recognize just how sacred that moment was. It didn't just stop with, with God's forgiveness, but it, it began a process of the people being renewed, the, the people being, uh, being dedicated wholly to, to God in, in, in all ways, And in that, there was great cause for joy, and in that joy, there was was strength. Nehemiah essentially called on the people in that moment to, uh, to, to understand and experience the very presence of God that was with them. And in that, joy became strength. Joy that wells up deep within has a way of strengthening life. I hope that you've experienced that. It has a way of helping us uh, face whatever it is, regardless of the circumstance. Joy, that sort of internal disposition that uh, springs forward because we know that God is at the center of things, helps us to persevere. The question comes, though, what is it that robs you of your joy? All of us have those moments, maybe even those long, protracted seasons, those, those tough times where, where we are robbed of joy, let's admit it, there are all sorts of circumstances, all sorts of people, all sorts of, of internal voices that conspire to rob us of our joy in God. Amid all of that, look no further than your own relationship with God, If you're strong in the Lord, if you you stay at that connectedness, that that strong faith that that leads to a vibrant relationship, joy will come. After all, God is the giver of all joy. Again, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Let's, Let's be crystal clear. The joy of the Lord was more than evident around the, the dedication of the, of the wall around Jerusalem. The, the people not only celebrated the completion of the wall, but more importantly, the fact that God was in their midst. Because they had spent the previous two months seeking after the Lord, they, they came to, to that moment, that occasion of, of dedicating the wall with their hearts being completely different. Where, where at one time, they were a people content to go their own way. They were now alert, very much awake, to the things that God was now attempting to do in their lives. And they could do no other but celebrate, and they celebrated in a, in a great way. I love the scene that, that Nehemiah paints of the day the wall was, was finally dedicated that came after a great deal of hard work. It came after a, a good deal of soul searching. Again, we were talking about that two months of preparation. It came after the people not only rallied around the leadership of Nehemiah, but more importantly, around the leadership of God. No wonder the people celebrated. The scripture tells us that they uh, they worshipped with songs of thanksgiving. They, they pulled out their, their cymbals and their harps, their, their lyres, and, and they, they went to town. They worshiped like they hadn't done so in a long, long time. Men, women, and, and children were involved. Everybody participated. The, the scene was, was like that of a, the climax of a, of a Broadway musical, the people stood on top of the wall. One, one group went to the left, and then the, the other group went to the right, and eventually they encircled the entire city. They stood where they had once worked. They, they had to have had a, a great sense of accomplishment, of, of standing at the very places where, where they had placed one stone on top of the other. In the end, they were able to ponder the great things that, that God had done through them, all in this atmosphere, this great atmosphere of celebration. We'd do well to ponder the same, not letting the grind of, uh, of life get us down, but, but taking that grind and, and putting it behind us so that we might more clearly see the great things that God is doing in our midst. Standing there on that wall, the people were able to look down on the the city of Jerusalem, as as it was at that time. Again, Jerusalem was was being rebuilt as well, as the people were coming back from, from exile in Babylon. Uh, you get a sense that the, the people, as they, they looked down upon that city, they, they began to, to get a, a degree of hope that it, too, would be rebuilt. Remember, all along, Nehemiah, in leading the people to build the, the wall, one of that wall built so that, that it would provide protection for, for the city, but he also wanted this to be a time of, of deep renewal and, and dedication to where the people would, would then take this great pride and the hope that, that God had for them in the days to come. People all around Jerusalem were being designated to come into the city and begin to repopulate it. The rebuilding of Jerusalem itself was already begun, and it began with people whose hearts were on fire for the Lord. The people were also able to to look out, and they, they could look out far to the horizon, recognizing that God had brought them a long way. Literally, he had brought them from Babylon all the way back to Jerusalem, But he had also brought them a long, long way when it came to their spiritual lives. There's nothing like getting above it all and seeing things as God sees them. Every one of us would do well to do that, to just get out of the the mundane, the the pressures of the everyday, just to pull away and and to to take the, the opportunity to to begin to see things as God sees them. And, of course, as we pull away and as we, we seek to do that, God helps us to begin to have vision just as God has vision. The dedication of the wall around Jerusalem was a day of great celebration. And God was at the, the center of it because everybody had come to the place of being holy holy. Dedicated to him. That sort of thing makes all the difference. And for the purposes of this present sermon series that we wrap up today, it was Nehemiah's fundamental dedication to God that not only provided the right example, but the sort of inspiration that brought the people together to pull off what God himself wanted done. Regarding being truly dedicated, hear the words of Jesus when he says, if any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it, And those who lose their life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel will save it. This, after all, is the greatest lesson in leadership any of us could ever learn. The importance of giving up ourselves, the right to ourselves, so that we might be wholly dedicated to God. And in being Holy, dedicated to God, we then may be able to turn and be dedicated to the very things that He would have us do. How about you? How do you decide when it comes to such things as being wholly dedicated to the Lord? As I have said so often, there's no time like the present to decide, particularly when it comes to being dedicated to the Lord. Let's pray together. God, thanks for the inspiration that we have uh, gained throughout this entire summer of uh, studying Nehemiah. God, we are thankful for the inspiration that we, uh, we have gained today as we have considered what it means to be wholly dedicated to you. We pray, Lord, that uh, in the places and ways that we have strayed, the power of your Holy Spirit draws us back. May we be uh, rededicated to you, held fast by you, Lord, we pray that in, in all of the, the pressures of this life, help us to get above it all with your help and strength so that we might be able to see things as you see them. Lord, we pray specifically in this moment that you, uh, you do with us what you will. We pray that you turn our hearts. That you bring us close to you. That we seek to offer ourselves to you. Offering praise and thanksgiving. Celebrating the the grand opportunity that is ours. To be at one with you through Jesus Christ. Move in our midst, we pray. Do with us what you will. Transform us. Revolutionize our hearts. Bless us as only you can. Touch us, Lord. And bring us to the joy It brings a certain strength that allows us then to meet out life and to know all along that you are with us. God, we ask this prayer, these prayers, in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, hold us fast, we pray. Amen. Let me invite you to stand if you're able.